Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to episode 41 of the 15 Minutes of Fame podcast. I'm your host, Erica with Celeb Connect, and today we're here with Sarah and Brent from Dashboard Living. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, Erica. Good. How are you? Good. The 15 Minutes of Fame podcast, your destination to learn from people that are passionate about their business and have amazing stories to tell. Are you ready to elevate your expectations of what you thought was possible? It's time to get inspired. And I guess we're going to be kind of focusing the podcast today on the importance of knowing your audience. But first, tell me a little bit about Dashboard Living. Uh, so Dashboard Living is an integrated, interactive marketing company. We work with businesses uh, showcasing all kinds of travel, food and drink in Atlantic Canada. You got me all, you got me all. <laughs> so, so what I get from that is you sort of show people things and places and amazing food and drinks and introduce them to things they may not otherwise know about. We do. We totally do. And behind the scenes, sort of front of camera, that's what we do. And then behind the scenes, we work with a lot of those same brands on their marketing, on their whole marketing strategy, not just influencer marketing. So it's sort of a, it's a great, it's a great marriage in terms of front facing and also behind the scenes. So it's fun. Cool. So which one came first? I mean, did you guys start Dashboard Living and then realize, hey, we're great at marketing and we're going to help other people as well or the other way around? We started as Dashboard Living, working, like Brent said, we started creating videos first and working with all kinds of businesses inside travel and hospitality and then found we were getting first great engagement with our audience, but also a lot of the same questions from all of the brands we were working with in terms of how they can duplicate the kind of community we were building. So Dashboard Living came first and then we got into the marketing thing. If, you, if somebody came to you and they're like, hey, we want to start a business like this, you know, how do we make this work? Yeah, I would say, sorry, I'm speaking for both of us, but I would say stay in your lane, like narrow your focus, pick a niche or niche, however you prefer it, and stay there. I think that the biggest challenge for people is trying to go too broad and trying to speak to everyone. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you just, you, you dilute your brand and you lose authenticity. But if you can be very, very specific on who you're talking to and exactly what you're talking about and not deviate too far from that, um, I think that would be the biggest piece of advice I would have given that to us as well. If I could go back and give us some advice, I would have said, stay narrow, like try not to be too broad. And I would probably say planning. Planning is probably one of the most important things. And then one of the things that most people overlook, they kind of fly by the seat of their pants mm -hmm. and kind of go through some of the, and, and I think maybe we did that a little bit from the start and having a good structured plan and understanding what your goals are, what, what your objectives are, will definitely keep you on the straight and narrow. So how do you know who your audience is? Like, how do you figure that out? I think it's one of the most overlooked pieces for influencers, bloggers, brands, businesses, like straight across the board. And so for us, and what has really, what really shifted our business is when we got incredibly focused on a specific person we were talking to. So not just a group of people, not just travelers or not just women or not just moms or whatever, but actually formulating a specific person and they're like us so our audience is exactly like us they're probably married they love adventure they drink wine and spirits they love to travel 
They don't mind getting their hands dirty, but they also want a cushy place to put their head at the end of the day. Like we're over sleeping on the ground, those kinds of things. So very, very specific. And that's our recommendation to our clients too, is to get crazy specific on who you are trying to talk to. So that makes a lot of sense. Like in terms of a broad, and that's everybody's answer when you say like, who are you trying to target or who can you help with your brand? Your immediate answer is, well, everybody, like the whole world. But I think it's really important to realize that if you're, if you don't know exactly who you're speaking to and what you can do for them, then you dilute your brand in a huge way. And people are really intuitive now. People, especially because we're used to interacting with people online, like they can tell if you are trying to change your tone or, or speak in a, in a more broad way. And it just comes off really inauthentic. I know I've used that word already, but I think that's, that's the key is to really narrow in on your focus because it, it hurts your brand if you can't be really specific. And it's the hardest thing for people to do. Like when we coach clients through this, I have like a three page or I send them with a gajillion questions you hate it when I say gajillion um a gajillion questions about as as specific as not just like where do they live are they male or female are they married or single but like what is their income how do they spend their weekends what are the things that annoy them that other people do or online like do they drink coffee do they drink wine like what kind of foods do they like what do they think is funny? What do they think is not funny? What sense of humor bothers them or offends them? And, and that's how I think it's, again, getting so narrow on who you're speaking to. So when we write, when we write our copy, when we speak, we're actually talking to one specific person. Her name is Janet. She's our ideal customer. She doesn't actually exist. Well, she probably does. But we have this very specific idea of the person we're speaking to. So then you can talk as if you're talking to a friend, and that translates in all of your content that you're producing. And I, I think the only thing to add to that is most people don't – what you've got to do to relate to that person is you're solving a problem for them. Right. So, and I think some people get away from that and they just get behind and they want to market or they want to showcase product to somebody, but really that does very little value for that person because they may not need those suggestions. You're trying to help them solve a problem. So the more you get to know them, the better in tuned you are to their problems. And then you can provide solutions or offer suggestions. Mm. And as part of the whole influencer aspect, with an, being an influencer, all you're trying to do is get somebody to think a different way, be open or be responsive to a different type of solution for the problem and be able to educate and kind of lead by example to ensure that they get the best desired results or the best results they can to solve the issue. Right. And have you found that over time, the needs of your audience has changed I mean, is it something you have to constantly like, keep a pulse on what they're looking for, which may be different, you know, from one year to the next? Yeah, I think in the influencer space, especially, this is a, it can happen a bit more organically than it can with a more traditional brand, because as we change, the people we attract also changes. So it's been, a, yes, there have been some changes, but I think the biggest changes have come from us being more sure in our 
opinions and our putting our thoughts out there and the way we speak and who we speak to, like the more sure of ourselves we are, the less we try and filter ourselves, the more of that ideal person that's just like us, we attract. And I think that's true kind of across the board. So as we've evolved, like we got married in this whole thing. And so now just naturally we're attracting more couples you know, we are for apartment living, so natural, which is an unpopular opinion. So naturally, we attract people who are thinking a bit less traditionally than, than a lot. So yeah, I would say your audience changes a lot. And I do think it's really important to evaluate on a regular basis, not so much to make sure, not so much to gauge whether or not your audience is changing, but to make sure you're still speaking directly to them and that you haven't lost sight of what it is, how you're serving people. And I think if you're not, if you don't have that in your head, whether you're an influencer, blogger, or traditional brand, if you're not always thinking, how am I serving the people that are following along, you've got a problem. Yeah. Do you ask people, like, do you have a system of asking people for feedback? We do. Yeah. So we do that on both sides. We ask our audience for feedback regularly via email. Sometimes we even reach out privately and message, you know, we'll decide on a number. We're going to message 10 people that we've never met, but who we know follow us a lot and speak to them. But also on the brand side, like making sure that we have full communication on what their needs are. And I think oddly that gets missed a lot. Like a lot of times marketers, some forget to ask the brand what it is they need or want. And instead they're just trying to sort of force feed their solutions to whatever they think, instead of having a conversation having a, and actually evaluating whether or not you can help that brand. And if you can't, to be honest and say, you know, I don't think we're the best fit. So, so you guys have a business that just seems so super fun. How do you, I mean, is it always fun? Um, and if so, how do you keep it that way? Well, it's not always fun. <laughs> I, I think the, the biggest thing, there, there's hiccups in any type of profession or any type of job that you have. I think a big part of it is the way you approach those things. And if there's something that goes sideways on you, to approach it in, in the term that every day is not going to be awesome. There's going to be some challenges. So how can we solve this challenge or solve this issue? And in doing so, we're going to make problems like this, which are similar that come up in the future, less of an issue. So putting the right systems in place, coming up with some hiccups. Mm -hmm. We both worked in corporate places and literally shit hits the fan every day, right? <laughs> in, some, in some form or some element, things don't go well. And what big corporations and what businesses do well is they handle that, right? Somebody forgets to do something, a delivery gets missed, an order gets missed. It's all about how you handle that mistake to make sure it doesn't happen again and evaluate those systems. Mm. Most of what we do is, is super fun or, and those little tiny hiccups. And if anybody drops the ball, it's usually Sarah. So it's, huh. we end up having a, a good mix <laughs> back and forth. And Hilarious. The odd time she gets suspended for a couple of days without pay, but yeah. uh, other than that, it must be so interesting working together on a business as a couple. Actually, I was thinking that while you were talking before you said that. 
Yeah, that must be fun. It can be fun, but I mean, each of us play to our strengths and yeah. kind of lead the And we've put some alone. very specific systems in place so that we can work together and not be at each other. But I would also add to that last question about how do we keep it fun and make it, you know, avoid the less fun elements. And it goes right back to the whole topic of this podcast, and that is the more we are specific about our dream clients, like the brands and the businesses that we have had the most fun with, being really specific about those makes it easier to get those. And it makes it easier for us to say no to the things that we can, we can now tell usually a mile away if something is not going to be fun or if it's, you know, if there's red flags or if it's a stretch for our brand to stay on brand if somebody approaches us and we could make it work but it's kind of a stretch now we just don't do that because those are the things that always turn out to just not feel as good as fun you don't want to wake up in the morning dreading working with a specific client yeah. so or you, forcing something to fit when it doesn't really fit because you lose a lot of creativity then you're just focused on trying the relationship management aspect instead yeah. of working on the creative aspect which is the fun part yeah. And what I kind of get from that too is, you know, going back to how to find the right audience is kind of looking at why you're doing it in the first place. Like what's, what's the purpose of, of having the business that you have. And if you yeah. think about that, then you know who you want to serve. Yeah. And right? I think it just comes back to helping, helping people solve their problems Yeah. in the food. People want to know where there's good places to eat. People want to know where there's crappy places to eat. So they avoid them. Mm -hmm. So giving that information solving that problem the same goes for accommodation for travel and for clients to be able to make their their marketing plans and their marketing systems as, as efficient as possible yeah to anyone whether you're influencer or brand finding your voice and finding your value system and being very specific on what that looks like should be number one especially if you're just starting out. And, I, and again, I think it gets missed, like figuring out what you stand for, who you can serve and who you want to serve, and then speaking only and directly to them. Cool. Where, uh, where can people find you? People can find us at Dashboard Living Everywhere. And our website is just dashboardliving.com. Pretty simple. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. It's been so nice to see you again. And uh, speaking of authenticity, you guys are the exact same in person. And when I watch your videos and on this podcast, so that's always our very favorite compliment. That always makes me so happy <laughs> to say that. And I find that I'm a little bit better looking on video. Just because the way the light shines. So I was thinking that, but I, I just didn't want to say it. But. <laughs> 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 <laughs>